This is Financially Fit Radio with Corey Sickles from Safe Harbor Retirement Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Corey provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Financially Fit Radio with Corey Sickles. Hello and welcome back to Financially Fit Radio. My name is Corey Sickles from Safe Harbor Retirement Group and Wealth Advisors. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, just give us a call at 614-760-0670. Or feel free to visit us online at safeharboroh.com. And while you're at our website, you can click on that radio page to check out some past shows and subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Also, feel free to check out our YouTube page. Just type in Safe Harbor Retirement Group and you can watch some videos on different types of financial topics. And please don't hesitate to reach out to me if you have any questions or if you want to set up a face-to-face meeting or even a virtual meeting. If you're retired or close to it, there's really a lot to consider. Where do you want to live? Do you want to work a few hours a week, you know, doing something fun? Do you have the necessary cash flow to maintain the kind of lifestyle you want? These are big questions that require good answers. However, there are some things about retirement preparation that fly under the radar. One of the biggest under the radar questions that you should ponder is what you'll do if you need to borrow money after you've clocked out of the office for the last time. At first blush, a lot of folks may simply presume that borrowing money after retirement is impossible. After all, no income, you know, no loan, right? But truth be told, while getting a loan, you know, after you're done working can be a little bit more challenging, it's far from impossible. Now that said, if you need a loan while you're retired, you want to craft a plan that doesn't put your broader retirement strategy at risk as well. But before we begin kicking around some ideas for taking a loan out in retirement, let me introduce to you my co-host this week and every week, and that's Tony Shore. Tony, how are you today? Well, I'm doing great. Uh, That's a great introduction. Sounds like you've got a great topic for us today, Corey. And I've had a great week. Um, Last weekend, I went to uh, the Irish Fair. It's this big Irish festival. And of course, I'm half Irish. My mom's family was Irish. So that was a lot of fun, a lot of great music. And other than that, just uh, spent some time with the fam and have been busy this week so far. Uh, Like yourself, right? You've been busy, I take it. Yeah, I have been busy, Tony. You know, just actually visited a friend of mine out in Medford, Oregon. Oh, wow. And uh, it was hot. It was like about 105 every day. But you're kidding me. Really, the, the, the weird part about it was is all the fires in, in California and even part of Oregon, it was pretty smoky out there. Never actually experienced uh, really being somewhere where there's that much smoke, or, you know, out in the wow. Oregon area here very soon. But uh, yeah, I had a good time visiting and, uh, you know, it's a pretty busy time yeah. here. So, I, I, you know, I, I know I'm pretty busy meeting with, uh, you know, new people here, um, you know, trying to build retirement plans and things like that. And it's only going to get busier because it seems as kids go back to school uh, you know, yep. parents and, and grandparents, you know, focus a little bit more on trying to be able to put the financial plans in place. Sure. Well, and I think that's great. And yeah, Med- I can't believe it was 105 in Medford, Oregon. That's uh, crazy how hot it's been at certain places and all the drought with the fires. That's not good. 
Uh, and that's crazy. I know the air quality, um, even up in Minnesota where I'm from was bad and was smoky, uh, a few weeks ago because of all the big forest fires in Canada. Uh, so that's kind of crazy, but you know, uh, I think you've hit on something today for a topic that's really interesting, Corey. I mean, how many people out there, well, considering their retirement, you know, think they may need a loan a few years into retirement, right? Yeah, I think that's a good point, Tony. You know, now today we're going to use an, Esto, an Investopedia article titled 10 Ways to Borrow When You're Retired. And I think it has several good options that may work for retirees who do need a loan in retirement. You know, the first is a mortgage loan, which uses the home you know, you're looking to buy, you know, as collateral, you know, for many retirees, this one may be, you know, a little tricky because of income requirements. However, depending on your asset allocation, this type of loan may not really, you know, may not be out of reach for you. A home equity loan is another potential option. Now with this one, you know, you're borrowing against the equity you've built up in your current home. So generally a borrower needs to have, you know, somewhere between 15 to 20% equity in their home and a loan to value ratio of 80 to 85% and at least a credit score north of 620. Now a home equity line of credit is another option that's similar to a home equity loan, but both of these loans are secured by your home. So a home equity loan gives you the upfront lump sum that you may pay back over time with a fixed rate and payment. A line of credit is used only when you need it and generally has a variable interest rate and payments that aren't fixed. I see. So uh, where does potentially refinancing your home fit into all of this, Corey? Well, you know, Tony, a, a cash out refinance loan allows you to refinance for more than you owe, but for less than your home's value. So that extra amount becomes a, what we call a secured cash loan. But you, you really need to be aware that unless you're refinancing for a shorter term, you'll end up increasing the amount of time you know it's going to take to pay off your mortgage as well. So another option is a reverse mortgage loan. You know, that supplies a regular income stream or a lump sum that's determined by the value of your home. The loan is paid back when the homeowner dies or leaves the home. So we're going to address, you know, reverse mortgage in, you know, far more, far more detail later in the show. But I I think that's something that I definitely see with, with, you know, a lot of clients and prospects trying to take advantage of that. Sure. Well, how about auto loans in retirement? I would imagine that most people are going to purchase a new car at least once during their retirement. Yeah, Tony, you know, auto loans aren't typically much of a hurdle for most retirees because the loan itself is secured by the vehicle you're purchasing. While buying new wheels and, you know, with cash means you won't have to mess with paying interest, you should only do so if you're sure it won't drain your savings as well. And just like anything else, just try to live within your means when you start purchasing, you know, a car. Oh, for sure. And that makes sense to me. I mean, that if a monthly auto payment is manageable, you could really go that route and take a loan rather than taking a big chunk of cash out of your uh, retirement accounts. Yeah, I think that's that, that's a very good point. Now, a, a debt consolidation loan is something, you know, some retirees may benefit from as well. Now, this is an unsecured loan that's going to help you refinance your current load debt or, you know, your your debt load with a lower interest rate. You should note, though, that going this route may mean it's going to take longer to pay off your debt, especially if it lowers your, you know, your payments as well. Sure. Yeah. And that's interesting. I mean, if you're a retiree who might be in the market for a loan, working with somebody like yourself, an experienced financial services professional is probably a solid move then, right? Yeah, I totally agree with you on that one, Tony. 
You know, another thing older folks should be aware of is that, you know, if they still have student loans, you know, failure to pay on them can mean part of their social security is withheld. If you have concerns about heading into retirement with student loans, you may want to discuss, you know, uh, deferments or, or forbearance with your financial service professional as well. I should also mention that both unsecured loans and lines of credit may be other options for retirees, though they're a lot more difficult to get and they don't expose assets at risk. So you can utilize, you know, banks, uh, credit unions, peer-to-peer loans that are funded by investors and credit cards. You know, and some credit cards, of, of course, have that zero in, in introductory annual rate as well. You'll, you'll want to be particularly careful with that last one, you know, that credit card, because you should only take the credit card option if you know you can pay the entire thing off in the first year. And, you know, one other plug, you know, for why you may want to work with a financial you know, service professional like myself is any one of these options could be problematic for your retirement strategy. So you want to make sure that that you work with someone that can help you make decisions that's not going to jeopardize, you know, jeopardize the retirement that you've dreamed of. And believe me, for all my clients out there, when we do annual reviews, these type of things always come up and we always put together the best strategy for them. Right. And, and like you say, I, I like what you said there, Corey. You need a retirement strategy and plan in place that's going to help you make decisions uh, that are going to uh, benefit you, not jeopardize your retirement or your savings. So do you have anything else for us, Corey, before we take a quick break here? Yeah. You know, Tony, you know, for our listeners out there, feel free to visit our website at safeharboroh.com or feel free to give us a call at 614 614- Seven six zero zero six seven zero. When you do call in, we can discuss how I might be able to answer any questions or address any concerns that you have about your path towards retirement. You know, it's our goal at Safe Harbor to help you prepare for the retirement you work so hard for. And then really the best way, you know, to really get going with this is to come in, meet with me. All meetings are complimentary. If you have a financial plan in place, you know, we'll, we'll be able to provide you that second opinion. And if you don't have one, Come into the office, we'll put together a financial plan because, again, our goal is to make sure that you do have a successful retirement. And the best way to do that is to have a financial plan already in place. All right. Thanks, Corey. And listeners, we'll be right back with more conversation about how you may be able to find the money you need after you're retired here on Financially Fit Radio with our host, Corey Sickles. Hi, I'm Corey Sickles with Safe Harbor Retirement Group. Investment fees come in many forms, including management fees, front and back-end loads, administrative expenses, and more. If you're concerned about your rate of return, make sure you understand your investment fees as they can greatly reduce your retirement savings. Let us run reports that will show you exactly what you are paying for each of your current investments. Visit us at safeharboroh.com for more information and to schedule a complimentary meeting with us. It's our business to make the most of your money. That's safeharboroh.com. Welcome back to Financially Fit Radio. My name is Corey Sickles from Safe Harbor Retirement Group and Wealth Advisors. Now, if you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, just give us a call at 614-760-0670 or visit us online at safeharboroh.com. And again, while you're on our website, feel free to click on that radio page. You can check out some past shows and subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Also, feel free to check out our YouTube page. Just type in Safe Harbor Retirement Group and you can watch some different types of videos on financial topics. Now, during the show today, we've really been looking into some of the ways you may be able to secure loans should you need them after you have retired. Yeah, I think this has been 
a really good one, and you've provided us with some great information and insights on this topic so far. What do you have for us next, Corey? Well, you know, Tony, during our first segment, we spoke very briefly about reverse mortgages. And I mentioned that we discussed them in more detail later in the show. So let's kind of jump into that now. It can sometimes seem like you can't get, you know, through a single night of channel surfing without seeing that actor with a mustache who played a private investigator on a hits 1980s TV show. Right. Talking about a reverse mortgage, Mr. Tom Selleck. He's all there all the time. Yep. But are they really all that, you know, are reverse mortgages really all they're cracked up to be? Now, an Investopedia article titled Five Signs of Reverse Mortgages is a Bad Idea explains a reverse mortgage and allows homeowners who are at least 62 to convert their home equity into in, to really into income. Now, you may have guessed the article doesn't look fondly on, you know, at them, but let's kind of take a deeper dive into this. You know, like any other financial product, reverse mortgages may be a good solution for some people out there or even for some of our listeners, but they aren't something you should really jump into. They require a lot of research, a lot of thought, and most importantly, a lot of conversations with your you know, financial service professional as well. Well, yeah, and this is an interesting topic. Uh, I think reverse mortgages are fascinating. Uh, they are part of the financial landscape today. I can recall a time, uh, thanks in large part to, like you've said, aggressive marketing on TV, it seemed like the perfect financial solution had fallen from the heavens right into our laps, practically. Uh, but eventually, I know there's been a lot of pushback. So I guess, as you implied a moment ago, a lot like uh, other financial tools we've talked about, it really works well for some people and it doesn't work or it, it isn't recommended to others, right? That's right, Tony. You know, you know, while we're going to spend this segment examining some of the potential negatives with reverse mortgages, the truth is that if you've done your homework and think they might be, you know, they might fit you, by all means, you can make your case, you know, to your financial service professional. Investopedia's first warning bell is that a reverse mortgage might negatively affect the inheritance you intend to leave your loved ones. When a homeowner with reverse mortgages passes away, their spouse or family would typically pay off the loan, which means selling the house to generate the needed funds. If the house sells you know, for more than the remaining balance, the excess goes to the estate. But if your home sells for less, your heirs don't see a dime and FHA insurance makes up the gap. So that's why you must pay mortgage insurance premiums if you take out a reverse mortgage. Mm. Okay. So that that makes sense. Uh, Let me see if I have this right. If you want to leave your house to somebody and you also want a reverse mortgage, you have to be certain that the people you want to leave the home to can actually pay off the loan. That's exactly right. And along those same lines, you know, if you have people living with you, whether family or friends, and they aren't on the loan paperwork, they could be put in a tough spot after your death. Additionally, people who live with you may be forced out of the home. You know, if you move out and are gone for more than a year because a reverse mortgage requires the borrower to live in the home as their primary residence. Now, long story short, if the borrower passes away, sells the home or moves out, the loan is due immediately. So one potential solution to get around this is to list the people who live with you on the paperwork. But bear in mind that anyone under the age of 62 who lives with you is ineligible to be listed as a borrower. Right. So this uh, the reverse mortgage is for only those age 62 or older 
And I think they base sounds like they created this to give a financial vehicle uh, for people who own homes but need money in retirement. Now, earlier in the segment, you mentioned the importance of working with a financial services professional if you're considering a reverse mortgage. But I think the point is really driven home by the comments about uh, what might happen if you have people living with you, right? Yeah, Tony. And, you know, medical bills are also a common reason that many people seek a reverse mortgage. But again, there's a lot to consider with this move. While a reverse mortgage may provide the cash you need to cover those bills, you have to stay healthy enough to continue making the home your primary residence. So if your health situation worsens and you eventually end up in a long-term care facility for more than 12 consecutive months, you're on the hook to repay the loan in full because your home is no longer your primary residence. Now, on a yearly basis, you'll have to certify in writing that the home you have a reverse mortgage on is still your primary residence. Well, sure. And so uh, it seems to me that if you're considering a reverse mortgage, you'd better plan to stay a while, right? That's right, Tony. And and if you really think you might move relatively soon, whether for health reasons or by choice, a reverse mortgage may not be the smart play because of significant upfront expenses like lender fees, initial mortgage insurance costs, and then ongoing mortgage insurance premiums. And don't forget, you know, closing costs like property, um, title insurance, home appraisal bills, and inspection fees. So if you have to suddenly leave your home or sell it, you know, you have a, a mere six months to repay the loan. And while it's true that you're entitled to any profits beyond what you owe on the loan, you already have, you know, shut out potentially thousands of dollars in, in costs just in order to close. Now, today, you've been kicking around some of the ways people may be able to find extra money after they've retired, uh, which is obviously a need that uh, some people have or a situation some people out there might find themselves in. And uh, you looked at several different loan options. And then in the second segment, we looked closely at reverse mortgages. What do you have for us now in our final segment, Corey? Well, you know, Tony, you know, besides, you know, besides various loans, you know, a common way for retired folks to free up some money is is to known to downsize. That's become a lot more popular. Oh yeah. On the surface, downsizing, you know, seems pretty simple, right? Sell your big house, buy a smaller house, and enjoy lower utility bills and other expenses. But as an Investopedia article um, titled Four Mistakes People Make When Doubt Downsizing in Retirement," it shows us there are some hazards just waiting to trip you up you know, along your path to downsizing as well. Well, yeah, and this is a big one. Obviously, uh, a lot of folks, uh, when they're getting ready or preparing to re- to retire or nearing that retirement age, they start to think about downsizing or maybe they downsize before they retire. Some people downsize once they're in retirement. But yeah, I mean, there's more to it. There's probably more to downsizing, Corey, than just putting up a for sale sign and taking a few chips to the goodwill, right? Uh, What do you have for us first on this? Well, you know, Tony, the first potential pitfall is overestimating what your home is really worth. You know, plenty of people think they're going to cash in when they sell their home, especially when the news is full of stories about soaring prices. Now, when the house, you know, down the street fetches a tidy sum, the dollar signs you see whenever you envision selling your home can become, you know, all more intoxicating. However, do you really know what the house down the street netted and how does it defer in quality to yours? You know, did its owners put in new windows, a new AC before it hit the market? And finally, don't forget to consider the market, you know, when the house sold, you know, markets, you know, ebb and flow 
which means if you're selling your house a year after the one down the street, you could be, you know, staring at a very different economic environment. Now, right now, housing market's crazy. And oh. I know a lot of my clients are really looking to downsize and take advantage of this. Well, yeah, houses are going for crazy money right now. The housing market is is nuts. Uh, people are getting way above asking price in a lot of cases, and there's a scarcity of homes on the market. Of course, that's a double-edged sword, right, Corey? Because if you say, hey, now's the time to downsize. Look, I can get a lot for my house. But once you sell your house, you have to live somewhere. So, And rent, yep. uh, rent and housing costs uh, have gone up. So you're going to end up dealing with that. I mean, it's kind of six of one, half a dozen of the other. But I know some people who have came out well by selling their bigger house and getting quite a bit more than they expected and, and then finding a, a good option to live and maybe a temporary one for a while until the housing market settles back yep. down. And uh, I, I know people who have really benefited from bringing in local real estate agents uh, to give them an honest assessment of their home's current condition and market value, that's basically a starting point. Yeah, that's a great point, Tony. You know, and, and while that, you know, real estate pro is evaluating your home, you know, don't forget to ask them for some advice about fairly, you know, easy spruce ups that you can make your home more attractive, you know, once, you know, that sale sign is out front. And the next potential stumbling block is underestimating what your next home is going to run you as well, especially in today's market conditions. Yeah. So everyone hopes to find the, you know, their next dream home at an even dreamier price, but are you ready to get into a bidding war? Because sometimes that's exactly what the market causes, which is especially right now. Or are you ready to consider different communities if you, you know, if you, if your preferred town or city is out of the price range as well? Sure, that makes sense. But what should a person do, Corey, to make sure they don't end up with a bad case of sticker shock? Well, you know, Tony, really the easiest way to do this is kind of hit the internet, research, research, and research, right? Yep. You need yep. To, to really look at the last several months of purchase prices in the area that you're really most interested in. If you're looking to move a significant distance from your current home, make sure you, you know, you spend a lot of time in your potential new community, you know, and do it for different, you want to also do it in different seasons. You know, is this community everything you thought it was? When it comes to buying your next home, especially if you're retired, impulsiveness can be a very dangerous thing. As for the home itself, be very aware of add-ons that can drive up the price in a hurry. You know, if you're purchasing a nice, nicely priced condo that's currently under construction, you know, agreeing to the latest and greatest appliances and other amenities can rocket you and your financial strategy well past that initial estimate as well. Yeah, it sure can. Well, you know what? I'm looking at our time and we are out of time for today's show, Corey. So uh, I just uh, think it's been a great topic. Is there anything you have for us before we go today? Yeah, Tony. You know, one thing I would like to mention to our listeners out there today is that one of the things I am a part of is also what we call Downsize Columbus, which actually mm -hmm. takes place on October 31st. It's a great way to spend a couple hours just to learn about all the nuances that go within downsizing. Again, that's October 31st, and you can visit uh, downsizecolumbus.com to find about you know more information about that. Also, you know, encourage you to visit our website at safeharboroh.com or feel free to give us a call at 614-760-0670. And at that point in time, you know, I can answer any questions or address any concerns that you have. Again, it's our goal at Safe Harbor to help you prepare for the retirement you've worked so hard for. 
And the best way to do that is to take advantage of the complimentary no-obligation meeting with me. We can review your financial plan or put a financial plan in place. Again, all you need to do is give us a call at 614-760-0670. All right. Thanks, Corey. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Financially Fit Radio with our host, Corey Sickles. Join us again soon for another episode of Financially Fit Radio. Take care and we'll chat again soon. Thank you for listening to Financially Fit Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, contact Corey Sickles at Safe Harbor Retirement Group. Call 614-760-0670 or visit their website at financiallyfitoh.com. Corey Sickles and Safe Harbor Retirement Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.